Hey everybody, my name is Kenzie Tartaglioni. I use she, her pronouns, and I'm your master of ceremonies. Hey, I'm Brennan Hershock. I go by he, him pronouns, and I play Sawyer Hook, the mortal. I'm April Consolo. My pronouns are she, her, and I play Ivy Duncan, a vampire. Hey there, I'm Mads McDonough. I use he, him pronouns, and I play Caleb Moore, the werewolf. And welcome to Wildmore High. Content warning for this episode includes underage drinking, allusions to transphobia, death, and body horror. The Blackthorn Manor Halloween party has been a staple of Wildmore since years before Ivy came into the picture. Years before Sarah Moore went missing, years before there was any sense of unease in the town. It began as a night when Gabriel and Bast would invite all of their friends. Once a year, the population of vampires in Wildmore and humans became closer than anyone would have liked to. It expanded the night of debauchery to the citizens of Wildmore, neighbors and friends throughout the years, though no one in attendance at the these parties could ever pinpoint exactly what happened there. There is a haze around them that people assume had to do with the copious amounts of free booze provided. And then when Ivy came along, nothing much changed. It took a few more years in her begging her dads to invite friends for Halloween for them to allow it. Parents and kids mingled alike. The number of out-of-town guests dwindled as the town became more involved. There were too many of them and they were too eye-catching. Whomever was on the receiving end of your father's adoration when the party arose would of course be around for the festivities, but otherwise it was a time for pretend monsters. Last year, the first year of high school, was the first time that it seemed necessary to not have a mix. Your fathers handed you the reins and sent out their regrets to the adults in town that the manor party now belonged to the youth. The guest list is of Ivy's making, though is unnecessary and foretold as the general consensus is that you don't need an invite to show up. This year is a little bit different. The sense of betrayal, the idea that somebody they had trusted, somebody who had been brought into your home to stay had in turn put Ivy in much danger. They had not invited a single guest or allowed an old friend to stay at the manor for weeks. Even Eleanor wasn't called for, though no one had heard from her since your trip. Gabriel seemed to think she was okay but laying low, trying to find out more information about the Domphir and what the Coterie's reactions were to that information. What there was, though, was the lack of any sense of urgency. Neither Gabriel or Bass spoke about the need to run or hide. The only urgency they ever spoke about was getting the artifact from the heart back before the winter solstice. It seemed that creatures of their years saw time differently. Daniel Moore had reluctantly, on urging of his wife, reported Sarah missing to the Wildmore police. It was immediately swept up under the current FBI investigation, and for a few days the Moore property was scoured by agents. William Hook was clear about his disdain for this course of action. House business was house business. Getting any sort of authority involved would only make all of your lives harder. Bast and Gabriel were split on the matter. They could easily turn attention away if necessary, but no one had any clue as to where Sarah disappeared to, and the days were rolling by. 
by. But that was all truly forgotten in the week leading up to Halloween for a couple reasons. For the first time since its anonymous inception, the Wildmore Secrets TikTok featured a video including all of the house kids together, minus Annabelle, of course. And while it exploited Natalie, it was really an attempt to take a swing at all of you, highlighting Sawyer and Caleb's kiss versus Natalie and Sawyer walking into homecoming together, Adam and Ivy embracing during a slow dance versus the tear and mascara streaked face of Natalie being carried by Ivy to be taken care of by Mrs. Hook. And the caption read, it feels like a trick. Take a girl to a dance and then go kiss a boy? Cruel move. Best friends to lovers is an adored trope. Getting back with your douche of an ex? Not so much, Ivy. There was another video, shaky, unstable, bodies passing in front of the lens, but you could see the ballot table and you could definitely see someone pulling ballots out and shoving a handful of ballots in. The caption of this one, what do we have here? Wouldn't have thought the golden couple needed to cheat to win. I think Principal Edwards is showing some favoritism, which did send social reverberations. To make it clear, the face of the person doing the act was not visible, but the color of their jacket did not match any in your circles. That didn't change the fact that you shouldn't have been able to win. Your names never should have been read. Seeing those results, the principal should have just crowned the seniors who got the most vo votes, but he didn't. And now your win has been clouded. It's too late to change it, homecoming is gone and passed, but it feels honestly like a communal letdown of the entire dance. Well, at least felt by those who hadn't dealt with a possession situation the same night. Seniors you had never met before began to show open animosity, those on the homecoming court more so. Katrina held her head high and mighty like she had some moral superiority over you, commiserating with the other elected. Not that she had had a chance at Queen, also being a sophomore, but her social climbing had never been subtle. Adam just thinks people are jealous. Someone obviously is trying to make people think we did this, Ivy. They're trying to pin it on us when we had nothing to do with it. I don't even care. It's not like we were actually crowned. Just give it to whoever should have it. The issue was that the stolen ballots weren't anywhere to be found. The TikTok was the only evidence that anything had been messed with. And then, on a slightly more positive note, Gabriel and Bast had started the party preparations and decorating a week early, making your house feel like it was also in the middle of a flurry of activity. Though finding it an incredibly funny holiday to celebrate, humor in the same way that they collected vampire novels and movies, they weren't kitschy about it. They turned Blackthorn Manor into a haunted mansion of sorts, minus the jump scares. The kitchen and bathroom were filled with horror-leaning apothecary, spider webs and candles covered much of the empty surfaces, making Blackthorn seem hundreds of years older than it was. The constant mist pouring in, rolling across the floors, black feathers and crows, skulls, golden candle holders and tarnished dishware, the house lacking anything on the pumpkin and cauldron front. And every room was dimmed and darkened. They locked doors of the places they didn't want people to go and threw open the doors of others. And of course, because your dads were nothing if not committed to the bit, their quote-unquote costumes. Gabriel ran his tongue across his teeth, fangs extending. Everyone thought they looked so real. Bast covering his mouth and chin with blood as if he were a fledgling vampire that had just fed for the first time. But more importantly, Adam, lounging across your bed, costumed up how you wanted him to perfection, waiting for you to finish. And even though it doesn't necessarily match the costume, he has an eye patch pulled up sitting on his forehead. Because ever since homecoming, his eye never went back to normal, and he couldn't think of an explanation other than demon possession, so the next best thing to do had been to lie. You couldn't fathom what Adam was saying. You believed him, of course, but you couldn't really know. Ever since the black ichor made its way into you, Ivy, there has not been a singular 
regular quiet moment. It's not that the shadow talks to you all the time. In fact, it hasn't talked to you since that night. But there is a constant, steady presence that could easily drive someone to the brink. And it's already started to have that effect. Everyone around you gets on your nerves easily. Someone simply passing you in the hall makes you want to jump out of your skin. While the anger doesn't overtake, it festers. You can feel it always, a backdrop to whatever else you're feeling. But another thing you feel is a new type of power coursing within you, one that you don't have control over. All of your senses blown even wider than usual, your needs consistently threatening to overtake your willpower and the morals you've set in place for yourself. You haven't had a moment's peace, and the fact that Adam can lay there like that on your bed, casually scrolling through his phone, excited for a party as if nothing else is going on, can only mean that he truly has been dealing with this for a significant amount of time. Ivy, are you almost done yet? Will you give me like five more minutes, please? I mean, you said that 10 minutes ago. Ivy doesn't answer. She just pulls down on her bottom eyelid, putting eyeliner in her waterline. Her and Adam are going as Courtney Love and Kurt Cobain with an eye patch. She's wearing trashed, ripped tights, a shitty ripped slip dress, a little fur coat off of one shoulder, and bright red smeared lipstick. The final touch is smudgy, running black eyeliner and a blonde wig. She has to admit she would be a hot blonde. She takes a step back from the mirror and takes a look at herself, at her two clear gray eyes, and she wonders if people can see it, if it's as obvious to the outside as it is on the inside. She walks back into her bedroom and presents herself to Adam. Well, what do you think? When you presented this costume idea to Adam, he had no idea who these people were, but felt like he was in absolutely no position to argue. And so he let you dress him up how you dressed him up. And he says, you look hot, Ives, like always. Thank you. She goes over to him and puts her finger through a hole in his sweater. He's wearing this black and red striped sweater, baggy ripped jeans. She tried to get him to also wear a blonde wig, but he wouldn't do it. So the effect isn't complete. So... How are you feeling about tonight? I've always liked the Halloween parties. I think they're fun. I don't know. I like seeing people in their costumes. Except for the ones that suck. I don't really like those. Yeah. No t-shirt boys here tonight. I mean, I'm sure there are going to be some t-shirt boys here tonight. I couldn't necessarily make sure everyone on the hockey team was like AO to go 100%. But I think they are a little scared of you. So they might have. She, for some reason, actually feels annoyed at the idea that someone would enter her dad's house that has been prepared for weeks in a fucking this is my Halloween costume t-shirt. Yeah, maybe they should be scared of me. I feel a little scary. He reaches up and rests his head just like on the left side of your jaw and says, Ivy, they're coming tonight because like it's free booze and like your dads don't care and they know that. So I, I don't know if you can really blame them, okay? She rolls her eyes. Fine. I had to spend all of my energy getting you in this getup, so I couldn't really spend it on anyone else. I did it, though. Yeah, and you look hot, too. How can you do this? Like, does it ever get any easier? His brow furrows, and he cocks his head to the side a little bit. Uh, do us? This is always easy. She kind of smiles. No, um, just, like, the noise in your head. I don't know, it's like... 
It's like a fluorescent light constantly inside my head, just like buzzing or something like that. Oh, um, yeah, I've pretty much had a consistent migraine for months, but you know, sometimes when something is daily, it just like becomes normal. So like easier, I don't know, just like easier to ignore. Hmm. Okay. You didn't have to do that. I know we talked about it, but. It was all I could think to do. I just, I'd always rather it be me than you. Anyway. I promise I will try my best to be fun party Ivy and not grumpy, mean Ivy tonight. Well, um, I'm gonna make that promise as well. And then I'll be by your side and we'll just keep each other in check, yeah? You lash out and I go, uh, maybe to hold back a little bit. And then I lash out and you go, Adam, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, you're being and an asshole. And then we're like back to normal. Yeah, of course. See, see we, we checks and balances on one another. Okay, she puts her arms like around his neck. You always make me feel better, so thanks for that. He gives you a little peck on the lips, and then his phone goes off, and he, like, over your arm, kind of, like, looks at it and laughs, and then, like, reaches his other arm across your body, almost cutting you guys off to text uh, somebody back. Who is that? No, my brother's just being stupid. It's fine. You guys are texting a lot these days. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm trying. We'll see. I mean, I just thought it was cool, like, at homecoming, all of us hanging out, and it felt like old times, and everybody seemed like they wanted to try to, like, I don't know, repair all the fucked up shit that was going on so i just am doing my darndest adam i'm not making fun of you that's i'm really happy about it i mean caleb and i are buds now too like it's it is good adam gets a text okay who's that now it says in all caps zoinks what's up scoob and then you get another text that says now you say something like rut row raggy uh well this is our other uh, derelict friend i think one of us forgot to tell them that we weren't doing the scooby gang then i send a, a gift that's just shaggy and scooby flossing together ivy leans over to look at the text fuck should we break the news when they get here or should we like take a selfie and send it to them no i think we should just let them see it in person yeah you're right we should yeah, just let them see it in fun. person <laughs> caleb you get a text that says yo where are you and when are you getting here from my brother my brother that was supposed to drive me that one because i don't know about him but i have been sitting in at my kitchen table with sam dressed up because he said he said two hours ago, oh yeah, I just need to grab something. I'll be right back. And I said, stupidly, okay. So I look at my phone and I just like stare up and off into like the mid distance. I just hear static <laughs> crackling behind my eardrums. I take a really deep breath in <sighs> and exhale on a hard groan. I look at Sam, Sam, so biking. I'm wearing a skirt. So biking. He's gotta like stop doing this to us. This is like happened twice, okay? Twice. Sam, my buddy, my pal, my superstar. I place one of my hands on Sam's shoulders, squeeze. I say, it's much more than two times. To me and you at the same time. Uh, you're an extension of me at this point. I don't think it counts. Fuck, okay. I mean, is that the only way we can get there? Like your parents wouldn't give us a ride? Like you couldn't you're just call your dad from wherever he's putzing? I, I look around to the empty house and I go, hey, can we get a ride? And wait for it to echo and stare at Sam Caleb? for dramatic effect. <laughs> I meant wherever he is 
around the property. I didn't mean in the house. I'm about to like snip back a little retort and then I stop because I never ask my dad if he can just give me a ride somewhere. I usually just assume that Adam's going to do it. And like, if I panic, then I usually call my mom because my mom strikes the fear of God into Adam to do it. But like, this could be a missed resource. A father figure doing things for me? That's not... I open up my phone. I scroll through my contacts. I find my dad. He usually doesn't answer back with texting that well. So I'm going to call him. The phone rings a couple of times and then you hear, Yep, yeah, Caleb, what's up? Hey, are you busy right now? Are you, are you in the middle uh, of something? Are you... A little, a little bit. What's going on? What do you need? We were gonna go over to the Duncans for the um for the Halloween. We, me and Sam, we're gonna go to the to the Duncans, and um Adam's like there already because he's Adam and he forgot me again. Could you take us? Are you? You said you're busy right now. That you're doing something. You hear like when somebody pulls the phone away from their ears, and there's like a little space, and then you just hear, "Hey, stop, stop it!" And then, uh, yeah, can you give me like ten minutes? Because I think some sort of vine out here gained sentience in the last couple days. Um, just like, I'll, I got you. Just like 10 minutes and I'll oh, be home, okay? okay? Yeah, sure. Th thank you. Thank. Good luck. I Hangs love up. you too. Okay. Yeah, uh, he's coming. Cool. Um, game plan. Do we have a game plan? Scooby gang game plan. Yeah, well, do we need a game plan? I didn't... Have you ever been to one of these parties before? Last time we went to a party, we had a game plan. Last time we went to a party, you ended up in the hospital. Yeah, that's because halfway through... Not even halfway through the party, you threw the oh, game plan, I threw out the the game plan out the window. I think you threw the game I, plan. We said one hour, and then you said, no, we're not staying for just one hour because... Your little boyfriend came up to you and was like, you're staying for longer now. And you were like, <laughs> yes, Sam, we're staying for longer. And so then if we hadn't done that, I wouldn't have fucking gotten drunk and jumped off the stage. Correction. He was not at the time. It was just him at the time. No influence to anything that we were doing with the plan. You jumped off a stage. Sam, you popped pills and you jumped off a stage. But that happened after that first hour we were there. All I'm saying, all I'm okay, saying. Okay, so the plan tonight is that we're going to be there for longer than an hour. I'm not specifying a time. You can't get mad at me. Okay, great. Game plan, party. Bad game plan, but we'll do it. You want a better plan? Go, go ahead. What's the, what's the better game plan, Sam? Do you think I have ever once stepped foot into Ivy Duncan's house? No. I don't know what I'm doing. I, uh, like, lean back in the kitchen chair and cross my arms. Well, you weren't wearing a skirt before. Or if you ever tried to get into the Duncan home, and you are now, so the chances of you being in the house are higher. You know, maybe we were just playing this wrong all along. We should have put you in a skirt much sooner. I don't know if this is... I'm trying to suss out what type of sarcasm you're using here, Caleb. And you've stumped me for good this time. Look, if I don't keep changing it up every day, you're going to catch on to me too fast. You already know too much of my business, Sam. Let me have my secrets. I'm watching you. Jasper jumps up onto the kitchen table and just goes... And looks at you both. I look I look at Jasper and I, I shrug a little bit, Jasper, and say, look, I'm doing my best. I know they're impossible. Okay, okay. I don't need you two ganging up on me right now. I'm wearing a fucking skirt, okay? I haven't worn a skirt in so long. It makes me feel a little weird. But I did it for the group, okay? Because you guys are very kind and asked me to join your little Halloween party thing. I unfold my arms and like adjust my little orange ascot. And then I reach forward to pick up Jasper under his tiny little cat arms and like plop him in my lap and then use his little hand to like reach forward so that it's like I'm pointing at Sam with his little tiny hand as I'm doing this. Well, you look really great in a skirt, but if any time it gets a little too much, I do have a backup 
pair of pants that I'm bringing with us. Caleb, that should have been, what when I asked for a game plan, that should have been part of the game plan. That's a good game plan. I like move Jasper's little hand back. So instead that I have, I have both of Jasper's little arms in my hands and kind of make them like whoosh, go up and out. So it's like, I'm making a shrug, but with Jasper's arms this time too. I think of things just when they're written down, like a plan, like a bullet point thing, it doesn't work out that well. I.e. hospital visit. Well, we're going to avoid that this time. Okay. Cause I wasn't oh, a fan. No, I didn't like that either. You hear the sound of the golf cart returning to the front of the house and then the door into the kitchen opening and your dad walks in like mud across his face. You think there's a little bit of blood mixed into that and he's like, okay, ready to go. Re ready to go? Are you ready to go? I fixed the problem I was having. The problem. The pro- and then I look at Sam. The problem, right? Got it. The problem that I said on the phone. Fixed it, I mm -hmm. hope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of problems that can happen in the woods. A lot of problems. Yep. Grabs the dish towel out of the sink and just wipes his face with it. And you know that if your mom saw that, she would be horrified. And he just drops it back in the sink. All right, let's get going. I got stuff to do. I uh, pick up Jasper and put him back on the kitchen table. And then Ow! I pat his tiny little head and give him a tiny little smooch on his little tiny cat forehead. Little smooches for my little boy. And then uh, pick up, I have like a little um, like shoulder bag, like a little messenger bag or something like that that I'm going to take with me. That does have the pants in it just in case. And then then motion to Sam. Let's go. You get a text from Adam and it says, uh, I have good news and bad news. Sawyer is longboarding currently um, over to the Duncan's estate. He has attempted to get rid of the perm by doing a variety of different things, including cutting some of his hair himself, um, attempting to just just blister his hair with how much he's trying to straighten it at times. It's uh, it's a little greasy from how much conditioner he's been putting in. And um, but for the most part, he's roughed it into a half curled, half cut, uh, bowl cut, as well as he's attempting to stop the longboard and get into his pockets. But the blow up buff shaggy suit is difficult because the arms are so large for him to reach in, but he finally gets it. Um, he's also got his headphones in and he's listening to Werewolf Heart by Dead Man's Bones. Uh, but he texts back, okay, good news first. Oh, no, man. You'll have to wait till you get here because it's both the same news. The news is equally good and bad. See you soon. <laughs> That's okay. Nothing could really fuck up tonight. I'm so excited that we all chose to, to go as a group. This is something that I, I've, I've been really excited about all week. Might just be bad news. Choose to ignore. Put in pocket. Oh, also I have brown marker on my chin. Just like brown Sharpie. As you're coming down your driveway and hitting the sidewalk, you see a bus idling, fluorescent lights beaming into the night. And then your eyes drag to the front of the bus to the rusted metal pole. Probably once held a bus stop sign, but there hasn't been a bus stop sign there since you were born. They've just never removed the pole. And you remember Ivy saying something about a weird bus and a girl on said weird bus. I'm gonna get into my pocket through my giant muscles and pull out my phone and try to tap the camera and try to get a picture. Does it come up on my camera? You see the sidewalk behind the bus and the pole and the hedges behind the bus. The bus isn't there, but there's like a strange outline of the bus where it looks like when like it's a really hot day and you see the heat rising off the road. It almost kind of looks like that in this photo. I'll take a photo. <sighs> 
It's a ghost bus. It's a ghost bus. And I'll text the group chat with just us three. Ghost bus. And I'll send the picture. And then I'm going to take my longboard and I'll pick it up and start walking towards the bus. You see a driver in the front seat, a chubby 30-something black man. Seems to have a kind smile on his face. You can see one head through the window. I'll uh, mosey on over to the front of the bus and go up to the door. As you come up, you see him reach over and pull the lever back and the door opens and he goes, you looking for a ride? Last one of the day. Where does the bus stop? anywhere you need. It's incredibly vague. You don't have like, it's not like a system that the, the city has put into place. This is public transport, right? Public transport? Yeah, of course. It's a bus. Uh-huh. I'll take one step on and just like try and peek above the chairs. As you do that, you see that there are three people on this bus. You see one passenger, a girl, probably in her late teens, denim jeans, converse, t-shirt, leather jacket, Walkman. You see a young boy with dirty blonde hair. He's got on a blue and white striped shirt and blue pants held up by suspenders. And he has a hat that he's just rolling in his hands. And there is an older woman with short brown hair in a green and blue like mod mini dress with white heels with a purse clenched in her lap. And you look and you know these faces. You know these outfits. Granted, you've seen them in a much more grisly light, but you have seen them before looking up at you out of file folders in your basement. Uh, I think I don't. I'm good. I got my longboard here. I don't know if I need a ride. All right, well, suit yourself. I'll get off and start walking and stop. Mm, fuck. I'll check my texts. You guys both got the ghost bus text in the photo. Ivy doesn't check her phone because she's making out with Adam. Caleb just replies back three question marks. I will call Caleb. Hello? Hey, yeah, um, there's a fucking ghost bus here. Are you okay? That was, I don't see anything. It's like a picture of, what did you send me? You get, just look really closely. You can see like sort of this, um, almost like a heat wave. That's that I'm literally and I'll turn around. I'm literally looking at a transparent ghost bus right now And it says it'll take me anywhere. I want to go. Oh, no, dude. Don't do that. Do no, 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 no Don't don't do that. Don't do that. And I, I like lean away. My, thank God my dad is the way that he is uh, The car is bumping so heavily with like prime uh, Like 80s hair metal music <laughs> So no one can really hear me over top of this Sam is probably disassociating next to me Honestly with just the scene that we are in right Right now because my father also blasts the AC so loud that it kind of like clicks in place too but it's, it's impossible to hear the click over top of the music so I kind of cup the phone close enough and go no 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 if they ask for your name please say no don't actually get out of there completely just get out of there I know but there's possibly some answers on that bus some answers some answers of you getting grabbed and then flown away into another dimension Sawyer this is like everything that my parents warned me about don't get on that bus what if I ask them to take me to Sarah it said I can go anywhere. Yeah, it will take you anywhere, but you're never coming back. Don't get on that bus. How are we supposed to find anything out about Sarah? Dead air. And you can only pick up on the other end. <laughs> the, the, the screech of like a really heavy guitar riff that like kind of, it, it's really tinny though coming through the phone. Sorry, please don't get on that bus. We can do that together. Okay. Okay. I don't know when we're going to find the bus again, but if that's what you think's best. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's best. I'll see you soon, okay? Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Uh, excuse me. And I'll knock on the door again. Moves the lever and the door opens. Change your mind? Do you by chance have 
uh, specific stops that you like like where if I needed a ride later tonight could I meet you somewhere well I'm just taking these guys to their destination but is this gonna be the last stop of the night uh what's everybody's destination and I'll stand on one one step in anybody going to a party the younger girl says well I'm just passing through but this is the second time I've been asked to go to a party like in your whole life no no sorry um since I've been traveling, second time I've been asked to go to a party. Yeah, does anyone, anyone interested in a party? Yeah, I mean, I am. And the little boy goes, I was told that I could go to the store with my penny and then come right back home. So I'm going home. And okay. the older woman <laughs> says, well, young man, thank you very much. But I don't think that I'm one for your type of party. Yeah, it's going to be a party to die for. I'm in. Uh, 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 hey, so... Are you ready? Can we leave? Um, and she brings up her bag, puts it around her shoulder, and pulls her headphones down off her ears to hang around her neck. Yeah, sure. All right, well, I really only... You can use the board. I'll just walk. Um, <laughs> I don't know how to ride that. All right, we'll just walk together. And you go down the stairs of the bus, and she goes down the stairs of the bus. With a deep exhale as soon as I get off the steps. What's your name? Trent. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm Jane. Hey, Jane. Nice to meet you. And she turns back on the sidewalk and, like, puts a hand up to the bus driver. And the bus driver says, All right, well, if you need the ride, remember, tonight's, this is the last one of the night, so see you tomorrow. And he closes the door, but the bus just stays idling. Were you headed anywhere? Just away from where I came from. Yeah, I get it. We're new friends and everything. Want to keep things vague. You know, Trent and Jane, new, new friends. It's a bit of a walk, so we should start going. Should we come up with a, like, a costume along the way and just, just, like, make something up for, like, what you're already wearing? Oh, is it Halloween? Yeah. That's why you're wearing this yeah. ridiculous outfit. I mean, I thought it was pretty funny. She pokes it. Kind of puffy. Well, yeah, I, I mean, buff shaggy, you know, from Monsters Unleashed. Now, have you seen that movie? Um, I can't say that I have. Hmm. Well, that's pretty good. Have you seen Scooby-Doo? I don't think so what is it like you don't even know what it is like i was just talking about the movies like but you've seen the cartoons right like zoinks you know like that no i don't know what that is jinkies you know that rut row rut row just sounds like a dog yeah okay so you've seen it cool yeah it's pretty good i don't know i think the second movie is a lot better than the first so underrated and a hot take i think though i'm not sure what you're talking about really but Oh, yeah. Sorry. I haven't seen the second one. Or the first one. Anyways, what kind of movies do you like? Uh, to be honest, I'm not really a big moviegoer. What I... do you like to do for fun? Well, I listen to music a lot. So I've got my Walkman, but really I just like, I don't know. And I'm trying to find out. Okay. Well, a Halloween party is a great place to, I guess, let loose and find out what you like. Ivy texts Sawyer back and just says, what? Please tell me you did not go on there. Oh, hold on. Sorry. I got to text a buddy back and then I'll text. I'm literally walking with someone on the bus right now to your house. Walking with someone on the bus? From the bus. From the bus. As in they were on the bus and now they're off the bus. How did they get off the bus? They walked. I invited them. Please text me when you are outside. Do not come inside. Will do. Jesus fuck. So Jane. Yeah? Uh, do you live here? No, no. Um, I'm just passing through and I'm just kind of going wherever. I didn't really have a plan. Yeah. Well, I could tell you about some of the cool spots around here. Okay. Well, we're going to this Halloween party. That one's pretty cool. That's probably going to be the whole night. I, I don't know. There's also this... This, like local pool house that's kind of cool got shut down a while back though and then it got you know brought back if you uh, like to swim 
Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's, those are the cool spots. Those two. Those two are where we like to go. Cool. I mean, me and my friends just like hung out wherever we could find to hang out. So uh, cool that you got some places to go. Yeah. Yep. Got a lot of friends? I had a group, but uh, nobody that made me want to stay. Stay where? Where? Like, what high school did you go to? Like, out? Like, yeah, no, it's not just here. not here. Yeah. Yeah, more like in the city, maybe? Uh, on the outskirts. Okay, okay. Hey, so how far is uh, this party? It's a bit of a walk. I'm not gonna lie. All right. Is that okay with you? Yeah, no, yeah. Sorry, I should have mentioned that. It's good. Um, it'd be kind of nice to be in the house again. So haven't been in a house in a while. You live in an apartment. Oh, I've just been on the road for a while. Like a hitchhiker. Well, I mean, I was on a bus, and you pay to go on the bus. You've just been on the bus for a while. Like I've been taking buses. I've, I'm traveling through the country. I feel like you'd get sick of buses though at some point. Well, there's no? not really any other way to go. I don't have a car. Oh well, do you have a job? Yeah, no. So I've been traveling for a while, as I said. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's freelance. You know, remote opportunities nowadays. Do you want to listen to some music? Yes, yes. She drapes the Walkman headphones over her arm and then turns it up all the way. So it's still like really low because it's just coming through the headphones. So it's kind of like tinny and low, but you just hear what sounds like some rock music. What are you listening to? I'll just put it in and then we can each have one of my headphones. Put my tape in yours? No, no, no. Just tell me the song and I'll look it up. I don't... Like on the internet. You've said a lot of words to me that don't make any sense. You know, you're right. Let's just listen to the arm headphones. Caleb, your dad drives up to the house. It's getting close to 10 p.m. The place looks dark. Like it looks like all the curtains have been pulled over the windows and there's no light seeping out of it. But when you step out, you can hear music and like people talking inside. Uh, I open up the door uh, just as like <laughs> fucking like poison song like riff just like <laughs> screeches out from the windows thanks thanks dad thank thank you thank okay bye i love you and like slam the door closed hey 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 caleb Ooh. make sure adam drives you home if you're gonna be late i'll try or text me if you're staying the night okay be careful i know okay okay thanks mr moore for the ride and you see sam get out and like forget that they're wearing a skirt for a second and then like make this weird like move to get out of the car. I haven't done this in like a really long time. It's very strange. Again, it's a great look, but if you want to change the options there. We're gonna go in as what we are and then maybe in a little bit. Mm -hmm. I've got other backups too. Is that just like your dysphoria backpack? I, I look down at uh, my little messenger bag that's just been beaten to shit. It actually has the emblem for the private preparatory boarding school that I went to on it. At one point you can see that I tried tried to like black it out with uh some kind of like permanent marker but the color whenever it faded through kind of came out like purple tinged and it just didn't look right so i gave up on it it has a couple of patches and some buttons on them is a little pride flag on there i kind of just pat it a couple times i go yeah cool maybe i should think of doing that too backup plan mm -hmm. okay so what's it like inside have you ever heard the term old money uh-huh yeah like that gaudy bougie classical they really are a fan of like old art decor but i mean for the halloween party they kind of make it more modern it's a little spooky and they do have a really good playlist okay overstimulation here we come the best part is that if all else fails most of the bathrooms and closets are soundproof 
That's odd. Don't think about it too hard. I, I try not to. So you are turning down the street that Ivy's house is on, and you can see Sam and Caleb standing at the uh, entrance to the driveway. Beep, beep, beep. I just send that to all three of us. Just a large wave. You see walking with Sawyer, this girl a few years older than you, carrying a backpack over a leather jacket. You get another text. It says, uh, she doesn't know what the internet is. I look down at my phone and then I just look back up. And it's uh, the look too. You've seen this look so many fucking times of Caleb where it's just like the, like his eyes like looking straight out through his furrowed brow. This like, I can't fucking believe you've done this kind of look. Just this is so intently upon you it's you can see him move his head back kind of like look up to the sky like he's looking for some sort of answer a sigh his shoulders sag down a little bit he puts his phone in his pocket and crosses his arms just waits for you to approach ivy get your ass out here now send hey caleb sam you guys look great this is my friend jane uh hi I, i'm jane you're friends of trent's and she sticks her hand out yeah friends of trent trent is our friend how do you how how do you know trent did you did you meet very recently did you oh i thought he was getting a ride on the bus but then he invited me to a party and i haven't been to one in a while so i thought that might be fun and i missed out on the last one i was invited to you're you were on the bus yeah the bus I, I look at Sawyer. You do know what a bus is, right? Yeah, I know what yeah, a bus, the bus is. Yeah, the bus. It drove away. It drove away. The bus did. Mm -hmm. Bus drove away. Welcome. Till tomorrow. Jane. Thanks for joining us tonight here. Speaking of us here, Trent, what are you wearing? I'm Buff Shaggy from Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed. There's this so many emotions that play over top of Caleb's face because you can see that he's trying to like hold everything fucking together that you not only did you get on the bus he told you not to get on, but you pulled someone off it. On top of that, the outfit that you're wearing is horrendous at best and laughable <laughs> at worst. And then there's this moment, though, still between these things, there's this terrible, disgusting, gooey fondness that sort of crinkles up at the corner of one of Caleb's eyes. And it's very quickly gone. I thought we had decided on classics. Yeah, but I, you know, I had a buff, you know, blow up thing from last year. You just had it in your closet. Mm-hmm. Of course you did. Of course you just have. Yeah, I was Macho Man Randy Savage last year, so... I don't know how I could have forgotten that. So I thought Buff Shaggy would be, be funny. <clears throat> Where's Ivy? Ivy, you get the text that just says beep, beep, beep from Sawyer. Ivy doesn't get this text at the moment. <clears throat> well, I think we should wait outside until, uh, until Ivy wants to come say hi. We have to get the gang together, okay? Because we look like idiots, just the three of us. Yeah, we can't do this without them. No, I really think we should stay outside until Ivy is gonna come out. Did you say Ivy? I think that I think that the person that invited me to the last party's name was Ivy. Oh shit! Ivy invited you to a party. Yeah. What party do you re by chance remember it being? Oh, she said something about a quarry. I think. Uh -huh. I've never been to a party in a quarry. It sounded kind of cool. Uh huh. Sam, you look awesome. Thanks. 
I don't know how much longer I'm gonna look this awesome, though. Exactly. So, Grant, we're kind of on a, like, a time limit here of how long we can stay in these costumes. Uh-huh. And, obviously, I can see that you spent so much time on yours, put a lot of thought into it, and so I think we need to show it off as much as possible. You see, I, 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 I agree with you, but I, I also think that I... I just look at Jane. Ah, fuck it. Yeah, let's just go inside. Check my phone one last time. There's no text from Ivy. All right, let's go find her. You guys get up to the front door, which is unlocked, and you open it. Wait, Jane. Yeah? As we're at the door, you didn't by chance happen to make out with Ivy, did you? No, that sounds crazy. Why would you say that? It's just something that happens a lot. All right. It's, it's not as exclusive access as you'd think it would be. Sorry. I don't know what you think of me, but... No, it's nothing about you. It's all about Ivy. No, you seem cool. And you just got a good taste in music. What what kind of what kind of music do you listen to? Um, I'm kind of into rock right now. Usually always, actually. More modern stuff or like like is it like more like new revival? Like indie? Or is it more like like grungy? Like is it more like 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 classic rock? Like, you know, like like A C D C Led Zeppelin, stuff like that? Like dad rock. You both seem to know things that I don't know. Maybe it's just like like Wildmore slang. I mean, I'm I would say that I suppose modern would be what you would call what I'm into. Oh, so like um like 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 re- recent stuff or like the last decade in the meantime to just like fill the the silence caleb just starts rambling off like artists you know like like greta van fleet is like more modern i guess like in the last couple of years i i mean a lot of people see like the led zeppelin influence there especially with the vocals but it's just not really my thing as much modern dad rock sort of thing i mean like money skin is nice but again, it's just like some of their earlier stuff, maybe a lot of their newer stuff feels really sellout to me. And so I'm not much into that. But if you go back a little bit further, you could go into like more alt music too, like Mother Mother. I do like that. Have you heard of Mother Mother before? Um, I haven't. I mean, Elvis was big for a while. And just recently, I'm really into the couple of new songs by this new artist that just came out. Everybody seems to be really into him. What's his name? Have you heard of Jimi Hendrix? <laughs> yeah, I've heard of him. <clears throat> I've heard of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good stuff. It's really, really new and up and coming. You going, you going to Woodstock this year? I haven't heard of something called Woodstock. Is that like a, a concert? You know, it's kind of new. I mean, we frantically looked to Sawyer. We were just hearing about it. Like yesterday, we overheard some people at the record store talking about record it. Store. Record store. Vinyls good stuff maybe we could we could talk more about it maybe like after the party just kind of yeah i would also say jane just so you know ivy's house has a weird taste in music some stuff that's like really off-market shit that's um yeah the sound systems are really intense so just so you know very uh avant-garde yeah it's it's uh really focused with pop on uh just the feeling of the music it, it's it's less about the sound and it's more about how it hits your body kind of yeah the vibrations mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's the whole point so if you feel your body shaking then it's just it's what it's supposed to be cool ivy you guys open the front door in our hit with the time warp Oh, um, I see what you mean. Yeah, it's kind of like a theme for the night. Very experimental and, um, raw. 
You walk in to a fairly dark interior. Um, it seems like the only light is like the dim chandelier and then a ridiculous amount of fire. The Duncans are not worried about a fire hazard as they probably should be. So a ridiculous amount of open flames throughout this house and it's already bustling. You see people all your age, all people that if they didn't have face paint or masks, you'd probably recognize from school in an array of costumes from a high fantasy to a couple girls literally wearing t-shirts and backwards hats and one of them has a big A on it dictating that they're Alvin and the Chipmunks. Like it is, it is a wide reflection of costume ideas and talent levels and care. Before you see Ivy, you hear her yelling out over the din, who the f- Buck put on this song and you hear it just change immediately to what sounds like if a hundred gex like remixed heads will roll by the yeah yeah yes and then you just hear her like woo and you hear the popping of a cork and you see ivy jump up and like wrap her legs around Adam and dump a bottle of champagne over both of their heads. They both like tip their heads back, going back and forth between their open mouths. Ivy found out really quickly that alcohol dulls her senses in a way that she really enjoys right now. And has been getting incredibly fucked up over the past hour waiting for you guys to arrive. Sam's body is shaking in the doorway of this of Blackthorn Manor looking at this and they go, I put on a skirt and they are not Daphne and Scooby. Caleb's body like Sam's mirrored but flipped perfectly is so still. Like I don't think you've ever seen him this still before. And there is just a rigid hard set to his jaw as he's staring at the two of them with deadly intent. They didn't wear the outfits for the group. They didn't wear the outfits! We planned an entire group for this. Why am I surprised? surprised? You know what? I turn. It's just this like contained anger. You can see it like my eyes are starting to like twitch. I actually did plan for this though on top of some other things. So Jane, Fantastic to meet you. I'm gonna need to steal Trent away for just a second. Yeah, I mean, I, I met Ivy before. I'll just go say hi. Go say hi to Ivy. I'm sure she'll be so excited to see you. Well, yeah, maybe that's not a... Uh, I grab Sawyer's arm and, <laughs> and then I grab Sam's and yank both of them. Okay, good luck. I go to one of the many bathrooms in the Duncan estate. Okay, Caleb, because I was gonna walk up to Ivy and tell her that if she did this to us, then she needs to let me in her closet because I could find a different costume to wear. Uh, whenever we get to the bathroom, I close the door and it's one of those, it's one of those like really gaudy bathrooms that has like, it's like the toilet is like a separate room inside of the bathroom and what you see first and foremost is one of those, uh, what are those bathtubs? The clawed feet bathtubs. Like, one of those is like the, the central point of this bathroom. Uh, it's elevated on top of like a little tile like elevated area. There's plush rugs everywhere around the room as well. There's a large like double uh, bathroom like sink vanity section set up as well. And Caleb like beelines over to that counter and takes off his messenger bag, throws it down, and flips it open. You can see now that there's a 
ton of clothing inside of this bag, almost like he had planned for his brother and Ivy to just say, fuck it. Hey, um, you know, it's easy to like get the clothes off, but it's really fucking hard to get this bodysuit off. You hear one bang on the bathroom door. I don't want to get it. I don't want to get it. Turn to the bathroom goes, door. <laughs> I try to take a deep, steady breath again, and I exhale out on a... <sighs> Fine. I'm fine. I'm okay. I'm great. I'm fine. Awesome. I go to the door. I open it up. What? Ivy is standing there already wasted. You guys literally came into my house and didn't even say hi to me. What the fuck? You literally changed outfits without telling us. What the fuck? That was kind of rude, Caleb. You know what's kind of rude? Not picking me up. I was supposed to pick you up. You were supposed to bring me here. Sam, you look really hot in that skirt. I need you to manipulate an NPC. A nine. You know what, Ivy? Thank you very much. Doesn't make me less angry about this whole situation. I'm sorry, but guys, like, the Scooby gang is so overdone. I have a phone number. You could have texted me. Look, I just... <sighs> she, like, looks over at Adam as if he's going to say something, but of course he does not. Adam and I this entire time have kept, like, a locked staring contest going. And Adam's just looking at you, like, eyebrows raised, like, shrugging, like, It's Ivy, what am I supposed to do about this? You're so whipped. Look, I mean, you guys all look good anyway. I mean, well, Sawyer, what what are you wearing, actually? Hey, am I the only one that's seen the movies? Yes. I'm Buff Jaggy from, from Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed. 3D or not 3D, whichever one you watched. Okay. Um, what are you guys all doing in the bathroom together? We are changing outfits because, as you said, the Scooby-Doo gang is overdone. What are you, uh, Adam? Are you like Freddy Krueger with an eye patch? Sir, you know my eyes fucked up, man. Yeah, I know. But that's still, my, my question still hands. We're Courtney Love and Kurt Cobain. Where's the blonde hair? That's like the Cobain I staple. I don't want to wear a wig. Oh, boo. Boo-hoo, you. Ah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you guys are fucking annoying now that you're friends again. Wait. Adam, can you tell me one Nirvana song? Adam, you don't have to do this. Yeah, Adam, what's you one You don't have to play Nirvana his song? stupid games. No, you you really do. You really have to do one Nirvana song. What's your favorite album, Adam? There's not that many. Mm -mm. Over Ivy's head, he just points at you guys aggressively and is like, you know that I don't have any fucking idea who I'm dressed as. You don't have to bring it up. Did somebody come talk to you? Everybody except for you guys has come to talk to me because it's my fucking house. So I'm not really sure what your question is. Never mind. We'll catch you later. There's something not super concerning right now. Sawyer tells somebody that his name is Trent. Trent? We brought some... Sawyer brought someone. I used my plus one. That might know you. Wait, 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 wait. your fucking phone. You did. You texted me about this. Sawyer, you brought someone from the fucking... The bus into my house? If you checked your phone, I tried to wait outside. Ivy, like gives a little sniff. I do not know where my phone is, or I would have checked it. Thank you. She like looks over at Sam for reminding me that I need to go look for it. You're welcome. Just looking out for you. Mm -hmm. Keep it on you tonight. Very important, just in case. Okay, but I really Never don't know. know where it is. Hey guys, you know, I've got my phone right here if you just want to do involve me in the texts. So maybe next time, okay? Cause we do have a group chat, the four of us, just saying. Yeah, this is very new. Sorry, babe, we kind of, sometimes we forget, you know, that you're like part, part oh, of Oh yeah, makes me feel real nice, Ivy. And he starts walking away. Baby, no, wait. Oh my God. Jesus, you get so offended so fast. Close the door again and go back over to my bag. But 
tension has left me now that we've had that interaction at least. So I start pulling things out and um, I hand Sam two options actually. A pair of black pants, just like black jeans. Also a black skirt. I say, you can decide. I wasn't sure how, what direction you were gonna be feeling after being in the Velma bit for a minute there. So it's up to you. This is important though. And I hand them a yellow t-shirt, just a plain yellow t-shirt and a, um, it's not a mask, but it is a little, uh, it's like a little duck bill put over your mouth. That's important. They hold them up. A duck. Give it a minute. And I pull out two really god-awful, ugly block print sweaters. And then I pull out two, like, kind of like foamy false noses. And one of them looks like a round nose. And one of them kind of looks like a, like an oval. One's in, like, red. And the other one's in more of an orange. And then I'm about to put these on. But then I look at Sawyer and his terrible, oh, getting stuck in his stupid freaking costume. Oh, no, you're helpless. It's gonna take, like, 15 minutes to get out of this thing. I want to laugh at you so bad right now, but it's just a little too pathetic. Are we changing? I thought you looked cute as Fred, though. I know I do. I thank you for the compliment. Regardless. I don't want to be in the middle of this. Whatever this is, I don't want to be in it. No, no, no. There's no middle. Get in on this. Please don't. I don't want to be the third wheel. I know we talked about that, but I also don't necessarily want to hear, oh, you're so cute. We get it. You guys think each other are cute. You have two options, Sam. You stay in the bathroom and you have to be involved with this, or you put on your rubber ducky outfit and you go mingle at the party. But why am I a rubber duck? That's my question. Because you're the rubber ducky, duh. I think you've lost me on the reference. <gasps> the VeggieTales rubber ducky? Oh my god. Like from the song? Bert and Ernie, Sam. Bert and Ernie and the rubber ducky, Sam. Have you ever seen a vegetable wear a sweater that ugly? Yeah, but the, the long noses got me because like Larry and what's his name also have weird noses. I'm sorry. This makes a lot more sense. Bye. Are you moving somewhere? <laughs> Quickly like puts the rubber duck costume on. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna just go. And then, yeah. Figure out what the punch situation's like. We'll be done in like two seconds. And they open the door and they shut the door and you two are left in the bathroom alone. I feel kind of bad about that one. Bad about... I don't know. Are they right? Like, should we, should we like tone down? All, uh, like, I don't, I didn't think like saying that you were cute was like a big thing, but if Sam's like, doesn't feel good about us doing that, I just don't want to isolate Sam tonight, you know? I kind of roll my eyes a little bit and then start to help you take off this terrible fucking outfit. There's there's a little hole that's... <laughs> I try to like start taking it off like I'm gonna be like all coy and like sexy about it and then that happens and you just hear like Caleb let out this wheeze of laughter. It's like... <laughs> you have to sort of squish it like an air mattress. To answer your question, if Sam actually is upset, they will let me know about it. They don't like being the third wheel in anything. I mean, I don't think anyone likes being the third wheel in anything. But also, Sam just likes to point things out like that too. You know, just kind of egg on us a little bit. What good is friendship if not for playful bullying? That's true. Maybe we'll just, uh, are you cool if we just like keep too explicit PDA like down around Sam then? Maybe that's just the, the move. Look, Sawyer, I don't know how PG we're going to be able to keep this tonight in those sweaters. <laughs> yeah, it's true. The big noses are, are they're really 
doing it for me. I mean, that's the hottest I've ever seen a costume before. Yeah. Oh, not the buff Shaggy. Huh? <laughs> no, buff Shaggy's a close second, though. It's it's starting to grow on me. It's a shame, and they like wrestle it off of your head. Oh, I gotta you gotta step on it to get all the air out. The two of them get down on the floor of the bathroom and they try to like <laughs> roll it in on itself. It's probably a good idea that you uh, brought these extra costumes. You know, you know, Adam. I know, Adam. It's unfortunate, really. Helpful sometimes. I probably should have foreseen this with Ivy, too. Yeah, you know Ivy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I was excited about the Scooby-Doo thing, though. I know you were. That's all right. This is cool, too. The rubber ducky is a cute little uh, addition. I figure it could be a standalone thing, too, if we're not standing next to them. Just a little duck. Sam looks cute in anything that you put them into. Hey, does Sam like Ivy? <laughs> Like deep down? Sam is infatuated with Ivy. I think I think Sam could like Ivy, but Ivy would not be good for Sam. No, I was about to say, that'd be horrible. Like we gotta steer Sam in a different direction. Sam needs someone that can be slow. Pharaoh? Hmm, I mean, now that you mention it, I never really thought about who I would set Sam up with, but I mean, Pharaoh's a little quiet, maybe kind of geeky, a little nerdy. I mean, they sit with us in the art room all the time for lunch and they do have a rat that's it was mostly the rat it thing was mostly the <laughs> mostly the rat that's why you think that sam would like them i thought sam would think that the rat's cool sam would think that the rat is cool you know one of sam's favorite things to do is to send me pictures of little raccoons they're real wholesome sam needs someone that can be like that back with a little edge yeah Take them out of their comfort zone sometimes. I think that would be good. Yeah, that's why you're also good with them. Me? Have an edge? Uh, you're at a Duncan party. You Yeah, you have an edge. You don't know you don't know you have an edge? He kinda like looks down at his feet. And he's just standing there, like in the bathroom right now, wearing just like pair of jeans binder. Look at yourself in the mirror, and I grab your face and I push your face towards the mirror. You're literally like ten times have more of an edge than I do. My, my jaw still in your hands turned to the side. I like side glance you in the mirror and goes, it's oh, not much to work with, babe. I've got like a deep inner, deep inner edge. And you, you have like a exoskeleton edginess. You calling me a spider? <laughs> I mean, I love spiders. Or like a scorpion. Those have exoskeletons, right? You ever seen jumping spiders? They're really cute. You're like a jumping spider. So you're calling me cute. Yeah, but like in a spider way. But like in a spider way. You know what I mean? I think I do know. And it works because you're just cute in a cute way. I know. Let's get these damn costumes on. Then I'll kiss you on the cheek. Obviously, I give you the Ernie outfit and give you the stupid little foam nose. Pop it on. I put on the, the bird sweater. I put on my own stupid little nose. Oh, we gotta really figure this Jane thing out. Shit. We didn't really have time to talk about it or anything because things were just moving in life really fast. But I stumbled upon some, like, old research stuff. And, well, I found a bunch of murder cases throughout the decades. Kind of murder cases. Just a lot of deaths. And there's different pictures of different people. And it involved some of it, I don't know, like, went back to the 60s and even before. And, well, when I went on that bus, some of the people that I saw in those photos in the research were on the bus. Were these murders, like, Brian Bishop kind of murders? Yeah. 
Shit, and you told me not to get on the bus, so I kind of went half on, half off the bus, and then just asked if somebody wanted to come off, because I don't know when we're going to see this bus again, and I feel like this is a good shot to finding out some information. If this is the same ghost bus that Ivy was talking about, I mean, ghosts on the ghost bus, but you brought one of them here, and her name's Jane, and she really doesn't know anything about the present. Nope, not at all. So it kind of nope. fits. I just, I don't think Jane's going to do anything. I just think that we need to ask the right questions tonight. Whenever you got her off the bus, did she seem like disoriented or like just a little Not off? Really. She's, she's just confused about time period it is. I used a lot of words that she didn't understand and I don't know. I, she seemed just ready to party and she's very vague in a lot of her answers. She doesn't really know where she's going. She's been on the road for a really long time. She really didn't like it whenever we insinuated that Ivy wanted to flirt with her. Yeah, I picked up on it. I'm also getting a little worried. You think um, Ryan Bishop's going to end up on that bus? Potentially. Yeah. But look, Sawyer, what can we do about that? We can think about how terrible it would be if or when he does end up on the ghost bus as a ghost. I was also thinking about another thing. You think about too many things. Yeah, I know. After um, homecoming, I was sort of thinking that we're going to eventually, I think, need to have a conversation with what's ever inside Adam and now Ivy. And I think we should do it sooner than later in a controlled environment. I agree. How do you think we can make a controlled environment? Because I mean, like last time, most times here, it usually involves me holding Adam down and borderline beating the shit out of him. I don't know. It'd be hard to strap, like, Ivy down, but Adam would be a little easier. I don't know if we can sedate Ivy, but I don't know if that would put her in danger. But I think it needs to be somewhere where they can both attempt to fight for themselves if it ever gets too bad. An environment that they are comfortable with. Somewhere they're comfortable. That would be safe if it got too bad. I mean, we could use Ivy's bedroom. That would work. Think about what we would ask the thing as well. Yeah. Because it's going to try and trick us or something. When I get worked up, it's really hard for me to see reason. If it rattles me too much, I'm not, I'm, I, would, I would never hurt you. And I don't want to hurt Adam and I don't want to hurt Ivy. But sometimes it's like my brain kind of doesn't recognize it as being Adam and just sees the thing that's inside of him. And it, I don't know if I can stay on a script. I can always do most of the talking. If you have questions, just let me know. I'm definitely going to need some help with that. But I can do the talking. Both of your phones go off and in the group chat with all four of you, Adam has sent if you guys don't get out here like right now, I'm afraid of what Ivy's going to do to you. Hey, let's go. I send him back uh, a selfie of just like it's like aimed at the ceiling and you can just see like my eyeball in the corner or something like that it's just flipping him off. If Ivy's gonna be mad, I pretty much just do whatever it takes not to make her mad. It's my god-given right as a younger sibling to do as many things as possible to piss Adam off. We can go though. Okay, thank god. Caleb and Sawyer find their way out of the bathroom back to the area where they came in to try looking for Ivy and Adam. The house is closed off in weird sections and open in weird sections. So you have pretty much free reign as long as a door isn't locked. And some of the rooms have certain themes. Some of the rooms were set up for certain things. Like there is a room that is playing Rocky Horror Picture Show on a loop all night long. Um, there is a room where, whether it was set up for this or not, it seems like the stoners have found. And Sawyer, as you walk past, you can kind of see Sour Diesel and White Widow in there. Absolutely not dressed up in any way at all, but definitely really high with a other group of people around. As you guys are walking, you see a few of your classmates. You see Damien dressed up as Frankenstein's monster. You see next to him, Pharaoh in 
a Ghostbusters outfit that is definitely just a janitor's oh, like overall thing with an iron-on patch. And you can see the tiny little rat sticking up out of their pocket. And you see Vic dressed up in a very feminine version of Hades from Disney's Hercules. Like like a drag version? Kind, but yeah, kind of just like when people, I guess for Vic it would be a drag version, but it's not like big drag makeup. It's like literally like if it was, if Hades was a woman is what, it's just a very feminine version is of. Is their hair blue? It's definitely a wig, but yes. Like this is Vic we're talking about. That's like a, that's a very specific kind of wig too. That's a lace front. It's really nice quality. But those are kind of the only people that you kind of notice from Homeroom as you make your way to find um, Ivy and Adam and Sam. Ivy, where do you think you and Adam are? Ivy has not slowed down over the course of the night at all. And although initially getting fucked up kind of like dulled the buzzing it didn't dull the irritation after a certain point as the people say the drinks were starting to taste like bitches can't say fucking excuse me so one of the one of the cheerleaders that ivy kind of doesn't like as much bumps into her over and over she's just drunk and ivy knows that but it's starting to get really irritating so Ivy's trying to talk to Adam, but she can't focus because this stupid girl keeps bumping into her. And so without all of her vampire strength, but maybe more than she should use, she slams her elbow into this girl. If it's if you're doing it on purpose, like with an intention to possibly harm someone, I will say that would be a roll. I roll a five. You go to do this and you feel Adam like grab onto your arm and kind of pull you a little bit away. And he leans down and whispers in your ear and he goes, Ivy, I know I'm not one to talk, but the alcohol only helps certain things, not all the things. And we said checks and balances, so take a breath. It's going to be fine. Ivy kind of like looks up from under her eyebrows at him and says, fine, fine. It's just a little rude in my house doesn't feel good. Usually it's fun to have all these people around, but it doesn't feel good to have them here right now. It feels silly, dangerous. I don't know. It feels feels like I'm putting them all at risk. I don't think you're wrong. I think it's kind of all of those things, but if we didn't just like let ourselves for a couple hours pretend that none of the rest of it was existing, I think I'd go more insane than I was already going. Did I ever tell you why this party started? Like the tradition of it? It was so my dads could find people to feed on. His eyes widened a bit. Oh. Yeah. It's all the big parties. Halloween, Christmas, New Year's. It was just a chance for them to meet more people and drink blood and they'd even like drain some people of their blood and put it away in bottles for the rest of the year. I, I know it sounds like fucking dark, but... They didn't have as many connections then. They didn't they didn't want to raise suspicions by feeding all, as often, so they just kind of like had to stock up. And it's not like that anymore. Okay, I was gonna ask if they still do that, but I mean, they never fed on kids. It's just adults. But I feel like something bad is gonna happen. I think a lot of bad things could happen. And honestly, I think with a house full of high schoolers, the person most easily triggered by that is kind of my brother. Ivy, kind of is taken aback by that. You're not worried about me? No. Why would I be worried about you? Never mind. 
No, no, Ivy, there hasn't been a moment ever that I thought that you were somebody that I should be worried about in that sense. Like, okay, I guess I'm a little bit worried about both of us because we've got <laughs> something fucked up going on up here. But like, as a, as like you, like just you know, for the entire time we were together, you fed on me and I had no problem with that. And it never, you never, you always stopped. You never went too far. Honestly, it surprises me more that you just haven't given up all the fucking restraint because it's got to be so hard. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just this thing that I've always lived with. You were saying how voice, the dark, whatever it is that's inside us, it didn't get easier, but you got used to it just because it's every day. It's kind of like that, except some days it is worse. It feels like I can't control when it's going to be better or worse or when I'm going to have perfect control or not. Especially recently, I feel like I've been out of control. And I know that I used to feed on you all the time, but I'm kind of scared to do so again. Well, I don't think right now we should... Uh, I, I, you did, and uh, you got possessed. So I think that that would probably be a good thing not to do right yeah, now. Yeah, no, I, you know what I mean. I, I just... I, I, I... It's gotten harder, hasn't it? Since homecoming, it's um, just so thirsty all the time. I've but I've I've been feeding. Like I don't want you. Like don't. I'm not being irresponsible. I don't think that. I think that this thing is changing you. It's not as bad as yours. Like I I know it's not. I don't. That's not. <laughs> this look on my face is not that. This look on my face is. Have you ever thought that maybe this thing is the reason for Ryan Bishop? He didn't look like himself, Ivy. I've never been afraid of your dad before. I don't think it's in him. Do you think it could like, I don't know, like take someone over for a bit and then and then leave them? Flashback to the night of homecoming, after the dance, after you successfully returned Adam to the care of his parents. You're exhausted. All you want to do is fall into bed and sleep for days. But when you open the door to your bedroom, there's a cool breeze wafting in from the open window and Kai is sitting on your bed. And she takes one look at you and states with no question in her voice, something happened. For some reason, Ivy already feels like she's fighting back tears just with that one non-question. She stands up and she looks at you, like really looks at you. I can see it behind your eyes. Ivy, what did you do? Kai, can we just not do this tonight? I'm sorry. I, you're right, something happened, but I just, I don't, I don't think I can, um, I don't really want to, like, talk about it right now. I know what it is. Ivy walks past her and sits on her bed. Of course you know. Well, because I saw it in there. In me? Yeah, I can feel it, even now. <sighs> I'm scared. Yeah, it's a good feeling to be. I let it in. I, I thought maybe I could just take it all, that if I could just hold it, Instead, like, it would be better somehow. Like, I could deal with it. I'm used to holding things in. But I'm really scared. I don't, I don't know if I can. And I didn't make it better. They're tricky. They take advantage. I just, I, I don't know why I can't make anything better. I look at him and it's hurting him so bad and I can't fix it. Kind of got to fix the source of the thing, right? Rather than the thing itself. This feels so much bigger than me. It is. That's why there's a small army here doing the work. So why do I feel personally responsible? 
because no one told you shit. That's why. Until it was on you. It's not your fault. I've known about this since I was a kid. It's always been a communal thing. It's always been, this is how this place is. And we gotta fix it, but like, no one caused it. And you come in and all this shit starts happening and then somebody's like, well, it's on you now. Yeah, of course it makes it feel like it's your fault. Ivy turns to her and searches her eyes with her own. But it's, it's not, right? No. Like, I didn't do this by, somehow, by like... I mean, you didn't break the heart of Wildmore. You didn't let this creature in. But I'm not supposed to exist. I think we could say that about a lot of us. Yeah, I guess. But, like, especially me. I don't know. All this stuff has been happening. My, my dad's... Nobody even knows what I am. What if I, like, caused all this by being born? <laughs> I don't know. Well, then all this shit would have started happening about 15 years ago, Ivy, and it didn't. Well, I guess that's not actually true. Can you go back to saying that it's not my fault? Because I like that a bit better. No, I meant it's not your fault, but things have been weird for almost 15 years. Whatever's been going on here has been going on for longer than we knew, or at least had a reason for, which is the missing part of the heart. But you didn't, as a baby, steal the heart of Wildmore Ivy, so I think it's not your fault. And not to say another rude thing, but you look like you've had a rough night, and maybe you should get some sleep. I'll keep my creepy horror stories for another night. Oh no. <laughs> Did you have something else to tell me? You didn't want to talk about it. Ivy, like, flops back onto the bed. What is it? <laughs> Lay it on me. It's a shadow creature. They spawn from pain and oppression. Uh, they're not uncommon. I mean, what is every colonized land built on aside from pain and oppression? So they thrive here. But uh, this one is extremely powerful. With the barrier up, it should have been kept out. But I think that somehow the heart has been feeding it all of these years. And it also seems, like, familiar with you, like it knows you. But it's old, it's really old, and it hasn't burnt itself out yet. I always thought it felt familiar in a weird way. So, how do we kill it? Getting rid of shame and oppression? <laughs> um, like, we have to kill everything that's coming in. The barrier has to go back up. We can keep fighting off what gets through, but they're gonna keep coming. This place is gonna be overrun if we don't fix, like I said, the source. We need that stone, that part of the heart. It's magically bound. That's the only way. I don't even know where to start. I don't think anybody does. And that's why no one started anything. We, we leave Wildmore and go look for Sarah. I feel like that won't help. Leaving won't help. Finding Sarah won't help. Finding the stone and putting it back in its place will help. Whatever that means. But who else is gonna know where it is if not her I, ivy like takes her hands and balls them into fists and kind of like pounds them on her head i just feel like i've been thinking in circles about this ever since i found out and and nothing i can think of feels right and for some reason i did one thing right tonight and i was able to help adam i just need that certainty about everything else well you gotta take a win you saved someone today yeah, but I fucked myself over, didn't I? You don't give yourself enough credit, Ivy. She sits up and looks at Kai. Weren't you the one that you said you saw darkness in my eyes? Yeah, but why does that mean it fucked you up? Why don't you use it? Caleb and Sawyer, you find Ivy and Adam huddled close together in like a conversation. But as you approach, they come out of it. What are you guys supposed to be now? Larry, Larry and Bob! 
Oh, from VeggieTales. Try mom. again. Please try again. I'm sorry, guys. I really, I have no idea. Sam comes waddling over. Oh, oh, it's the rubber ducky in the Sesame Street thing. My dad's never showed me Sesame Street. There's a vampire on there. You'd probably like it. Really? One. Ah, uh, ah, uh, Why uh. would they have a vampire on a children's show? It's like a little puppet. Two. The count. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. And he teaches kids to count. That's pretty cute, actually. Um, you guys look super sober. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, let's, let's fix that. Let's go. And she, like, without looking behind to see if any of you are following her, just heads immediately to uh, her dad's, like, good liquor cabinet in, like, a little off room. I kind of, like, lean into Sawyer's face a little bit. You don't have to, also. Yeah, I was thinking about not tonight. That's okay. Do you mind if I... Yeah. Yeah, you can. Okay. Ivy, like, skips back over to them. Okay, so this is, like, literally 300 years old. I think this is a perfect occasion. I'm sorry. Why do you have liquor that's 300 years old? Like, before the founding of... You can do it. Mm-mm. Never mind. That makes sense. A little bit more. It doesn't make sense that you have it, but, like, it makes sense the timeline of America. Sam, I'm just joking. It's, like older than all of us but that's about it cheers i'll cheers with i think water tonight okay party pooper okay shoot i'll drink ivy takes a huge swig and then immediately hands it to sawyer hell yeah bud and i will put my thumb over the top and push it back and then put bring it on over to caleb give him a wink Caleb watches you and smiles. <laughs> he takes it, does the little, like, sniff over the top, and it's, oh, death to him. Swigs it back. You pass it to Sam, and Sam takes a swig of it, and then you guys all hear, Hey, Sam. And walking past is Jordan in a Tomb Raider Laura Croft costume. And Sam goes, Oh, hey, Jordan. And then takes another swig and hands it back. Ivy's head just, like is like her nose is like a magnet to Jordan's body as she walks past. Caleb like moves a little bit closer. Sam goes, hey, Jordan. Hey, Jordan. I didn't realize you guys were on that kind of friendly basis. You know, just. She's like a really good band player and she's a cool DJ. And she watched me smash my nose into the concrete of the quarry. So I feel like if she says, hey, Sam, I should say hey back. Ivy reaches out and grips Sam's face. The duckbill like pops out. She she takes the end of the duckbill and puts it on top of his head so that she can get close to his face and communicate effectively. And she says, Sam, nobody, nobody alerted me to Jordan being so hot before homecoming. I don't know how I missed that, but now I'm aware and you need to be more aware. Oh, I mean, yeah, we hung out at homecoming. Cause I couldn't find you guys, and so I just like af I just like went up to apologize for being an idiot in front of her at the quarry party and like using her wonderful stage as a means for hospitalization. And she seems cool. She seems cool. Seems cool, huh? And I, I poke Sam. Sam, do you think Jordan is hot? I I guess. You guess? She is very nice looking. Would you be interested in kissing <laughs> Jordan? What are you talking about? What are you guys talking about? <gasps> what are you 
what's happening? You know what we're talking about. Ivy is still holding Sam's face in like an iron grip. She is not letting them go. I'm going to take Ivy's hand and like slowly remove it from Sam's face and like look at Ivy. Give her like a, I got this. <laughs> Ivy rolls her eyes and kind of steps back for a sec. I put both of my hands on Sam's shoulders and I lean down a little bit so that I'm making like perfect eye contact with them. Sam, how do you feel about flirting with her? Caleb, I've never flirted a single day in my entire life, so not well. Well, I mean, practice makes perfect, right? Do you right? think she was flirting with me? I think that was more than just a hey. Oh my goodness. Oh my god. Whew. Whew. No, absolutely no, I'm not going to go flirt with her then. Absolutely not. I don't know how to flirt. Why, now why would I go flirt with somebody who obviously knows how to flirt and was flirting? No, ne- that's never going to happen. She was flirting no. with you. I wasn't flirting back because I didn't know what was okay, happening. Okay, but you could literally go flirt back right now. What would I say? Quack, quack, I'm a duck because my friend dressed me up like yes, one. Yes, because you look fucking cute and Jordan would love it. Sam, Sam, please. I thought you like didn't know Jordan a second ago and now you think she'll love me being cute in a duck costume? Sam, everyone loves you being cute in a duck costume because it's you in a literally duck the costume. best thing ever. You're adorable. You guys have to say that because you're my friends. No. That's true. Caleb would tell me if I look like shit. Usually he does. Hold on. I need this back. He grabs the bottle of unspecified liquor back from Adam, like rips it back and is like, I'm going to need this and takes another chug of it. Okay, but like if we're thinking about it, she's like way, way, way out of my league. Sam, what's your league? Sam, you asked me to homecoming. Yeah, knowing you would say no. You danced with yeah, Ivy Yeah, because we're friends. At Sam, I have given you so much social cred. Use it for good. They like wiggle, shake themselves out. I'm going to need to not wear this duck thing though, okay? Because that's boring. I'll allow it. Instead, I'll just look kind of like Charlie Brown. Also cute. Well, then how do I, how do I be hot then? Like, how do I be hot... Because I'm always just cute. It's because I look like I'm fucking eight years old. Sam, this is how you be hot. Okay, and everyone fucking take notes here. All right? It's all confidence. It's all in that little cute noggin of yours. She, like, pokes their, pokes their, like, little forehead with her finger. It's all in there. Just think you're hot and you will be hot. Are you thinking it? I'm trying to, but, Sam, like... think you are hot. I'm hot, I'm hot, I'm hot, I'm okay, hot, go. I'm hot, I'm hot, I'm hot. And Ivy kind of like anymore. Fuck. shoves them in the direction of Jordan. Sawyer's been looking for Jane throughout this conversation. Just like standing with them. Uh, she's not in this space that you see. Um, but you do see, since you're looking around, you do see Kai. You see her walking down the hallway. Seems to be just like looking in rooms. Kai is not dressed up, which isn't really that surprising. She has on this black button down that has yellow squares depicting pineapples overlap with some sort of white flower and a red baseball cap that's on backwards and with her hair in two braids underneath. Uh, these large colorful dangly earrings that um, no one's ever seen her wear before. But she kind of catches your eye and she like gives you a nod and then starts walking straight towards you. Finally left the shed. I don't celebrate Halloween, but it's so fucking loud and packed in here. I can't possibly know what's going on from outside. Hey. She is not shy with you. She comes right up, standing fairly close to you, closer than Sawyer or Caleb get to you. There's an obvious 
familiarity, intimacy of sorts. Um, and I don't think you're really used to this because Natalie, a girl that was in love with you, was usually so shy in your presence that her eyes rarely left your eyes. Adam has like this shared sense of possessiveness um, with you. And by that, I don't mean like ownership or lack of consent. I just mean like you have both gotten to know each other for so long that you move together and you're you touch each other unconsciously, your eyes wander where they please, there's no embarrassment or second guessing or um, anything when it comes to that. But Kai doesn't seem to have any qualms despite what your level of comfort is. So her eyes wander over every inch of your body. And it's not like whatever exposed skin isn't something she hasn't seen before, but like not a slightest twitch of a muscle changes on her face as she takes you in. You can't tell. The same as when she saw you in your homecoming dress, which was actually probably the first time she ever commented in an, an opinion on you in general. You can't, you can't tell what she is thinking about it. But I think maybe that's kind of the draw. Like the fact that from the start, it didn't matter to her. Like you were covered in blood when you guys first hooked up. She's the only one, including Adam, who ever like explicitly questions why you were trying to hold yourself back and didn't just give in and has explicitly stated that she doesn't care. And Adam has proved it in some ways as well. Like the fact that when you were together, you never had a feeding problem because it was just him and you both thought he was going to inherit the werewolf gene. So he could take it and there wasn't even a second questioning about it. It was almost a sexual thing. I don't think Kai has pushed you in any way, but has made it abundantly clear that you being you, which I think sometimes translates to Ivy as losing control, maybe isn't a bad thing and doesn't bother her. So it's been like a bit of a learning curve with her and like she kind of surprises you because she shows up on her schedule, not yours. And like she chooses and she won't approach unless she wants something to happen. So in a sense, it's been a guessing game. But as that happens, you kind of feel Adam's arm like wind around your waist and pull you into his side. And Kai's eyes just flick up to him and flick back to you. She says, hey. Ivy's blushing. She honestly wasn't even sure that she could or hadn't in so long. She'd forgotten what it felt like. But as she feels Adam's arm around her waist, her cheeks are on fire. I didn't know you'd be coming. I wasn't going to, but it's just really fucking loud in here and it's hard to keep eyes when I can't keep eyes, if you know what I mean. What's your costume? Like I said, I don't celebrate Halloween. I guess that I don't. Do you want to be uh, uh, like Macho Man Randy Savage? No. Mm, that's all I had. Ivy, why is there uh, why is there a dead girl in your house? Do you mean like a like you found a body or like a? Ivy grabs Kai, <laughs> and like pulls her into the same like offshoot room where she got the liquor from. There's nobody in there. What the fuck are you talking about? Uh. I would definitely be following. I'm following. I pull Adam by the ear for a minute Jeez, until he gets the, the point. A dead girl in my house? Yeah, the girl from like the 60s. He's just chilling in the other room. Jane. Oh my God. Ghost. Oh, I don't know. Oh sure. My God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Why would you use that word choice? She's dead. Okay, but ghost and dead are kind of like, they imply well, different I didn't say things. she was a ghost, I just said she was a dead girl. I don't fucking know if Kai. she's a ghost. She is a ghost. Definitely super a ghost. Named Jane. You just fucking scared the shit out of me. Sawyer, is this the person that you brought into my home? Who, Jane? Yes. The dead ghost bus Jane, girl? Jane, the dead girl. The ghost girl. If you didn't lose your phone so much, 
these things Caleb, happen. Caleb, I will actually hit you. Wait, where'd you find her? In a bus. I don't know if Kai laughs, but there's like a like a recognition of something that like clicks, and she goes, "It's fucking Halloween." She came off the bus. Yeah. Oh no! Oh oh fuck! Why are you saying oh okay, no? Okay, since none of you guys like read any historical anything. Rude. Halloween is when the veil between the worlds is at its thinnest. It's what it's celebrating. Okay, and? So I saw the same girl on the bus last time, but when I tried to leave with her, she couldn't come with me. Right, so now she left, so now she- Well, where's the bus? It's gonna be gone until tomorrow. The bus is gone? Yeah, it was at its last stop. And then I was like, I didn't want to get on the bus, but we got to find some answers here, man. Yeah, I told him not to get on the bus to begin with. Uh, wait, so you're saying that a ghost came off the bus and now we can't return the ghost to its bus? Yeah, that's yeah, till what tomorrow. Saying. Till tomorrow. No, because the veil will not be the same. Adam slaps you, like, does it slaps you up the backside of the head, Sawyer? Ow, ow. Hey! Watch it. Think. Just think next I was time. Thinking. You took I a was ghost thinking. off a bus! That's not really thinking! I didn't know that what the... But the, the issues are gonna be on Halloween night. You two, shut up, okay? Shut up, all of you. Ivy points at ev- all the all the boys. Adam immediately. So does Sawyer. Kai, will the veil still be this thin by tomorrow? Maybe. I mean, I don't necessarily know exactly the timeline. So Sawyer, you brought a ghost not just into my home, but into this realm, this time period through the barrier just a ghost her death is related to ryan bishop i'm sorry how do you know that um i found some books and some pictures and some old um just some old paperwork and i spent a lot of time looking through them and when i went on the bus there were a bunch of dead people on the bus that i saw that were in those photos and i didn't think we would have another chance so i got jane off the bus to ask questions oh my god they all died in wildmore yeah around different areas and stuff did they all die the same way as Ryan? There were a lot of similarities. There was also, I think, some of that black stuff here and there. So so maybe my dad's, all those people on the bus? We, we don't know, but that's why, that's why it's good to bring Jane here. And I'm not good at being Sherlock Holmes. You guys are much better at asking the right questions. So we need to talk to Jane. She's very confused. She thinks she's in the 60s. She doesn't know what the internet is. She likes Elvis. Who doesn't? Uh, yeah, that's true. I know this is gonna be rough for you, Ivy, but try not to flirt with her. Wait, why? That ship's kind of sailed She's kind of really... Uh... No, I mean, like, when we... Ivy kind of, like, just perceptively glances at Adam. I mean, like, when I met her on the bus the first time, I did invite her to come with me. And did you notice that she seemed really reserved about it? No, she didn't. Uh, she was... Ivy. I mean, she was pretty responsive, but, I mean, well... Did you try to hold her hand? Did you try to do anything physical? Did she seem a little bit worried about that? Okay, like, that's kind of private, Caleb. Um, exactly what happened. You tried to bring a random ghost girl on a bus to my party? Adam? We were broken up. No, I'm not mad because you tried to bring somebody to my party. I'm talking about the fact that you tried to bring some random girl on a random bus. She is hot. It's not my fault. I didn't know she was a ghost at the time. She was just a hot girl in a leather jacket. I don't, I don't, okay, you were all pissing me off so much tonight. The only person that has not pissed me off 
so far is Sam, and I wish they were here. Okay, I don't really think I have done anything except ask you why there's a ghost in your house. Sometimes you breathe and it kind of wheezes. Kai looks at you. Yeah, I'm gonna stand by the fact that I'm not a massive fan of any of you. I'm gonna stand by that fact that I first said. Okay, these are my best friends. You're not even wearing a costume. Yeah, you're not participating at all. I wasn't coming. And yet, here you are. When Ivy says that, she kind of like, she's been arguing with the whole group, but like when she says that, she kind of like, like focuses on Kai and like just glances at her mouth for a second and then pulls herself together. So you're here to make sure I'm okay? Is that why you're here? I just couldn't hear anything from out fucking side. Okay, I'm gonna go talk to Jane. Hey, yeah, one thing, a little extra note that I found. Not really sure what it entirely means, but uh, talked about there was some sort of belief that uh, someone brought something from uh, the old continent to the new one. Whatever that means, maybe bring that up. I don't know. Also, that old pool place that was closed, that's a spot where there was a murder nearby at the wild, the public pool. Yeah, that's all I, that's everything. So have at it. Thank you. Thank you, Sawyer. Maybe after this, we could read and get all the information that you are so terribly giving to all of us right now. Oh, I just gave it all to you, so I, I lost all the notes. Caleb, your phone goes off. I look at it. It's Q. I open it up. We still good? Because I'm here. Where are you at? I kind of like close my eyes and smirk to myself a little bit. Depends. Are you wearing the costume? There's a prolonged dot dot dot. Yeah, I'm wearing the fucking costume, Caleb. Perfect. Meet you out front. He likes it. I need to pee. Okay, what should I do? Stay here? Just don't bring in any more ghosts into my house. Yeah, maybe we cap the guest list in like five minutes. Hey, when we solve this, you're welcome. Okay, um, so Kai, are you coming with me? I don't know. Do you want me to? Kai sounded like you didn't want me here. Maybe it would be good to have backup if I'm gonna go talk to a fucking ghost girl. Great. Awesome. Let's go talk to ghost girl. Adam? Let me come? I don't know. What should we do? I mean, it's a party. I feel like we should go spy on Sam. He's doing his thing, man. Yeah, we'll be really like in the shadows. Okay. That's the best I got. Fine. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You know what? Let's go. Let's go give the little guy some backup if he needs it. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you want to try an exorcism or something. What? <laughs> I'm walking off. Caleb, you go uh, downstairs to the front door. You open it and you see Q like standing, like almost like trying to hide. <laughs> behind like the shrubbery at the front of the house in the costume that you forced him to wear because you were all doing um, a Scooby-Doo. And so he sees you in not a Scooby-Doo costume and immediately just goes, dude, come on. There was a costume change issue, but the longer that you hang out in the bushes, you're really given the creeper costume. Just, you're selling it. I didn't want to stand in front of the doorway like a creep. Again, creeper it's in the name of the costume it would have been fitting all right and can i just come in you can thank you you look great sure you look like you're wearing a sweater hey the nose kept falling off whenever i would talk so i put the nose in my pocket but then i pull it back out and put it on i'm burnt oh all right like sesame street the muppet the sawyer's ernie he doesn't know you're here also didn't well, really no that's fine i actually uh he's gonna try to find him at some point. Yeah? Like, to talk? Yeah, yeah. Nothing bad. I'm not trying to fuck things up, okay? No, I, I don't think you're trying to fuck things up. It's just, he's sensitive about that. And he doesn't get sensitive about much. 
We'll just ask if he wants to talk, and if he punches me in the face, then I guess I deserved it. <laughs> Do you want me to be there for it? No, no, I'm going to talk to him alone. Okay. Cool. I'm going to start bringing him inside, and then before I, like, point out the direction that most of the stoners are in, they're in, like, a room off to the side, I do, like, do, like, a half shout over my shoulder just because it's so fucking loud in here. If he does get really riled up, please send him in my direction next. Thank you. Sawyer, as you and Adam are walking to see if you can find Sam somewhere in this house, you see your dad. Well, my what? You see your dad. You see him walking down the hallway. Looks like he's walking next to Bast and they're talking to one another and uh, leads him back into a door that Bast unlocks and goes inside and uh, your dad follows him in and they shut the door. Hey, sir, was that your dad? Yeah, plans changed. Let's go. Go where? What do you fucking mean? We're gonna eavesdrop. They close the door. Well, let's go see if it's locked. Okay. And I'm gonna creep over and see if the door's locked. It is locked. Shit! I don't know what to do now. You know how to pick locks? Okay, sir, imagine this, okay? We pick the lock. We open the door, and they're right fucking there. Yeah, I see the point. Number one, I cannot get in Ivy's dad's... I cannot be in worse graces than I currently am. Um... And so that would be a really bad thing for me to do. Cool. Hold on. I'll be right back. Now run to the kitchen and grab a red solo cup and run back. I guess I'll try and find like a pen, poke a hole in the in the cup. I think this is what you're supposed to do. Now put it up to the door. It is so loud in this house. I can't hear anything. There's a party going on. Yeah. Also, like, he knows we're out here. Do you think Ivy has like any old, like, you know, like kitty spy equipment like maybe just asking ivy what's going on in the fucking room no 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 she doesn't know he grabs your shoulders and pulls you really close to his face sawyer you have a friend who is a vampire and you have a boyfriend i don't know if you guys are there yet that is a werewolf think about it for a second but i'm a sawyer and i can do this by myself I get down on the ground and I look underneath the crack of the door. You can see that there is enough light that maybe a lamp is on inside and you can see a couple chairs and you can see your dad's shoes. I get up. Fuck, they definitely heard everything that we're saying right now. At least, well, Bast did. Yeah. Hold on, let me try something. Bast, if you can hear this, open the door. You wait for a couple of secs and the door almost hits you in the face and you just see Bast's face looking down at you. Hey! What's up, Big D? You called? I just, I didn't think you were listening uh, to me specifically at that moment. Hey, Dad? Hey, Sawyer. Having fun? I don't know if uh, signing contracts is fun, but sure. Contracts, question mark after that word? Sawyer, you know that we're going into a deal to buy the Southern factories. Cool, yeah, it's business stuff. Yeah, okay. Well, I'll, uh, I'll be around. And I'll just slowly start trying to push the door <laughs> shut on Bass. Bass pulls it back closed. Well, that was weird. That's like a normal conversation. What do you mean? And I'll start walking towards Sam, or trying to find Sam. Ivy, Kai is following you towards the room where Jane is. And as you guys are walking, she says, So. Don't. What? You said don't, so. Okay. What? I think you got my signals, so. It's a little complicated right now. Yeah, I noticed, because he's got it too. Uh-huh. Must be fun. Yeah, I'm having a fucking blast. Yeah, that was sarcasm. I realized it didn't come out as such. You were being real obvious. I didn't realize I wasn't supposed to be. I don't know. 
I don't I don't know if you're supposed to be. I didn't realize he didn't know, so I'll be less obvious. No, he doesn't know. Um, but like we weren't actually like together for a while. It wasn't like official until homecoming. I'm not trying to make you feel weird. I don't feel weird. Cool, great, just me. I feel weird, great. Well, don't. You just say the word and this is done. Ivy looks up at her. Okay, I, I, sure. Um, it's just like a little more complex than that, I think. I mean, I don't know if it is. If you want to just be with him, then you can just be with him and I will stay outside of the house. I mean, I'm not asking you to date me or anything. Yeah, I know, we're not dating. Okay, can we talk about this after we talk to the ghost girl? Yeah. Okay, thanks. You guys come into the room where she is. She has her backpack like sitting right next to her in a chair. She seems to be talking with somebody in a devil's mask um, and doesn't have a drink in her hand but does have a cigarette and is smoking indoors. Ivy takes her blonde wig off and like shakes out her hair. Hi, um, Jane? Oh, hi, Ivy. Sorry I missed the party last time. No, it's okay. Honestly, you didn't miss anything good. So, you're here now, though. Yeah, uh, somebody named Trent asked me to come to the party. I think he knew you. Trent, right. He's wearing something really weird, and he talked funny, but... Yeah, that's, that's Trent for ya. Um, hey, uh, Ivy, like, lifts up the devil mask costume wearer. Hey, um, can you leave? The kid goes, sure, I'll talk to you later to Jane, and then walks out of the room. Sorry if that was rude. I just really wanted to talk to you. Oh, um, okay. Well, I guess that's what we do at parties. Ivy glances over at Kai like, what the fuck do I do? Kind of like widens her eyes. Kai just has crossed her arms and is just standing like feet about hips width apart watching this kind of listening where are you from jane and jane goes oh no place i really like to talk about yeah that's fine but where where were you before this uh trent said that you've been traveling for a while oh yeah um i just you know i didn't want to be where i was so i bought a bus ticket and got on a bus to just go and i'd stop whenever i felt like stopping right but specifically what's the last place you remember oh um there's a bus station somewhere well no probably you at the quarry can i gaze into the abyss what are you looking for as you do so i want to know how she died then roll your dark um not a six as you take a moment to like really look at her you start to see a bunch of like swirling colors just in constant turmoil but you can't break through it Jane, this is my friend Kai. Hi. Kai was going to ask you a question. Kai looks at you and she looks back to Jane. How does it feel to be in this house? And Jane goes, um, I guess it's okay. I don't think I've ever been here before. I mean, I've never been to this town. I'm just passing through it, so. You've never been to Wildmore before. I wasn't trying to stop here. I was just passing through, but you know. The party seemed enticing and I'd been on a bus for a while, so. But you know, last time I saw you was also Wildmore. Yeah. Ivy looks around. Um, you know, Jane, it's my birthday. Your birthday's on Halloween? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, happy birthday. Thank you. When is your birthday? November 13th. What year? Oh, I'm um, sure it's kind of the same year as you, 1948. Yep. Okay. So, and, 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 so that, that would make both of us i've i'm 18 18 
18. Ivy, Ivy gets this like wave of sadness when Jane says 18. It's only like a few years away for her. But Ivy's always imagined her life stretching out for so long. And she like looks at this girl who is so lost, obviously, but also just so young. And the way that she's stuck at that age forever. For a second, Ivy is just so, so grateful that she got to grow up. She says, Jane, do you, what do you want to do tonight? I haven't really thought about it. It's just kind of nice to sit in a place that doesn't move. Yeah. It's Halloween. It's um, my birthday. It's a, it's a party. Is there something you always wanted to do? I'll help you do it. Kind of want to find where I meant to be. Do you want to dance? I don't know if I know how to dance to this music. Trent told me, but this is some weird stuff. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it's not just you. My friends think it's weird too. But you know, I think we do have some stuff that would be more your speed. Ivy stands up and holds out her hand to Jane. You coming? Jane looks at you for a second. Looks at Kai. We're just dancing. Yeah, nothing to it. Yeah. Ivy like takes one step closer to her and says, Do you remember what I told you last time? How things are a little different here? Yeah. I just want you to know you don't have to be worried about anything. She looks behind you to Kai, and Kai goes, definitely not for me. And she very hesitantly takes your hand. Ivy reaches out her other hand and takes Kai's and leads them both out into the main hall. And, oh wait, can I gaze into the abyss to find my phone? This is not how gaze into the abyss is supposed to be used, but I'm gonna allow it. I got a 10! Goodness gracious, your phone is under the comforter in your room because you forgot about it when you were making out with Adam. I let Kai and, and Jane dance a bit. Kai's like, I didn't want to do this. Shh, 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 just one second, one second. And she runs up and grabs her phone and sees that she has all these mixed, missed texts from Sawyer and Caleb. She runs back downstairs and plugs her phone into the speakers. Ivy puts on It's Not Unusual, like whips around and locks eyes with first Jane and then Kai. And somehow, while still being her hot Ivy self, dances in this like silly goofy way towards both of them and reaches out her arms towards them to have them join her. Sawyer, as you and Adam are walking through the house to find Sam, you see somebody you didn't really want to have to see after homecoming, but you see Q, and he seems to be on the hunt for something. And Adam, having no idea that anything is untoward here, goes, Ah! Master Kush, how's it going? Oh, man. Yeah, I get it. I get it, Caleb. And Master Kush sees and starts walking towards you, hands stuffed in his pockets. You recognize that he's dressed as if he was part of your original group costume that completely fell apart. You recognize the creeper. And he comes up to you and he goes, Hey Adam, sir, could we talk for a sec? You wanna talk? Yep. What's with the costume? I was told I had to wear this to get in. By who? That's kind of what I want, why I wanna talk. Yeah, right, sure. And Q kind of pulls you into a side room. There's still people in it, but it's just out of the main hallway. And he leans against the wall and he shoves his hands into his pockets and he like isn't looking at you, just looking away. And he starts out rough. He starts out by saying, you know, you started the fight. I wasn't trying to punch you in the face. I know. But I guess um, I'm still 
sorry about it. Okay. And uh, I don't I don't have much to say to you, so say what you're gonna say. So I know that you and Caleb are whatever you guys are now, and I'm not asking for us to be friends, but I have an arrangement with him, and he seems cool, and I don't want to fuck up for him or you guys or whatever it is. I literally pl- pretended to be his date so that he. I'm literally not trying to fuck it up. Okay. Like that was an insane thing for me to do to agree to. So I'm trying to I don't I don't know um sorry for punching you in the face even though you started it and I'm sorry for saying the thing I said and I told him that by the way what I said he knows what you said yeah like exactly what you said well I didn't really want to say it again out loud but I yeah he, he got the gist very clearly and you're what like cool around him you're not a complete fucking dickhead well I don't know if I'm not a complete fucking dickhead but I'd like to think I wasn't a complete fucking dickhead I don't know man like what's with the shift Cause like, like a month ago, you were this shitty fucking friend that like, I don't know, like everyone in the crew was kind of just like not, was they were just being friends with you cause you had weed. Yeah, I'm really aware of that. I wasn't really trying to be friends with you or any of them. I was running a business. This is what I do and it's what I'm going to continue to do. I just realized that maybe there's a better way to do it. And I realized that when you fucked off and uh, Caleb came around and offered. So you don't have Caleb to be. offered? Yeah. You all have connections that I don't have. And so when you left, that really fucked up the whole plan here. So, so you're what you're apologizing and like getting in close with one of us so you can just like expand your business. This is what the apology is for. No, I'm apologizing so that when I work with Caleb or if I text Caleb being like, hey, can you do this for me? You don't get mad at him for that. Yeah, I just don't think that that's going to happen. You mean you're going to be mad at him? I just don't think that that you're going to get anything out of any of us. Well, he got me into this party. And that's the last thing I'll do. So I don't think you really have that kind of control over what he chooses to do. And you don't have to be involved and you don't have to do any of this, but shouldn't you kind of should stop hating me because I choose to do this. I just don't really want to be around you. I'm not trying to be around you. I'm trying to say that I'm not trying to fuck up your relationship. And so... Right. But you see how you're going to be talking and trying to get things out of the person I'm in a relationship with. So I'm going to be around you is what you're telling me. And I just think that it's toxic to be around you. I spent the last like year and a half wishing I wasn't around you. He shakes his head swallows thickly yeah man you know what you really made me wish i didn't even try fuck you and he leaves i'll text adam where are you at you get a voice message and it's loud you can hear the music through but adam is like screaming into the phone he's like sawyer okay i'm in the foyer and it doesn't look bad but it doesn't look great God. And I'll kind of just watch Q walk away and feel like this equal part of like guilt and a little bit of like shame over how the conversation went, but shake it off as like, if this person could just get the fuck away, then I'll be fine. And then I will keep moving on to Adam. You find your way back down into the foyer and you see Adam like hiding like behind the stairwell and he like grabs your foot as you're walking down. Swear, come here. Oh God. Okay. And I'll go down and I'll try and Scooby-Doo out with him. Okay, look, right over there. You see that Sam is like leaning against the wall, looking like a really small person, like visibly nervous. Like you can see that he's just twiddling with their hands. And Jordan seems pretty laid back, pretty casual. And they're just talking. And Adam says, okay, so they were in different positions before and Jordan was leaning against the wall and Sam was standing. I don't know what happened, but they seem to have come to a conclusion that they should switch. And I'm sure Sam just said, hey, can we switch? Because he's like pretty much like 
like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, honestly, it's going way better than I expected. The fact that they're still talking to one another, yeah. that's like a good sign. I think so too. Uh, we shouldn't interfere then. If this was going bad, then I was thinking maybe we go and try. But No, like, no, this is... I think we should definitely interfere. Okay, yeah. Let's, <laughs> yeah, let's go. Adam stands up and he goes, Oh, hey Sam, there you are. I was looking for you. And like pat Sam on the shoulder and Sam goes, You told me to come talk. No, I didn't, Sam. And Jordan's like, Hey, Adam. Sam, I think you dropped uh, your, your wallet back there. I bet I got it. I put it in the car. You, there's just hundreds of dollars of bills falling out of it. I don't think that's my wallet. No, it's it's definitely your wallet. I don't think I've ha had a $100 bill in my life, Sawyer. It had your ID in it. And your fake. You don't want to lose that. Did you make me a fake ID and put it in my wallet? No, no, that's your wallet. You, you've had a fake. Jordan looks really amused by this. Sam looks like he has no idea what's going on, and Jordan looks like she knows exactly what's going on. You guys don't have to worry. It's all good. <laughs> We wouldn't be worried about anything, right, Adam? I don't think I was worried about anything. I was thinking of just coming over here to see how everybody was doing. Say hi. Yep. yep. Hello, hello. And now that we've done that... Oh, did you guys know that Jordan is already applying to go to Juilliard? Holy shit. And Jordan's like, it's not... It's not, it's like this early thing where I go for a summer and then if they like me, I might get early acceptance. It's not really that big of a deal. Uh, that's a pretty big fucking deal. That would be awesome. I thought so too. Yeah, there's not anyone better in the school for that. Well, thanks, swear. Thanks, appreciate it. <laughs> right, Sam? Yeah, I said I thought it was pretty cool. I told her I thought it was cool. Cool, well. Um, so are you guys gonna like leave us alone so we can talk or are you just gonna hang out the whole night? Yep, and I grab Adam's face and I walk him backwards. <laughs> in the middle of your like third song that's playing, with you, Kai, and Jane, it's felt like she has relaxed a little bit. Not like fully, there's still like certain things, but it just feels like she's more comfortable with this music, more comfortable with there not being like a ton of eyes on her. You've been tuned into the house all night. It's just like how you always are. And so you hear the heavy footsteps of Bast walking up before you hear his voice, but he goes, hey, Ivy, I just had a question. And he stops and Jane stops at the sound of somebody coming up and like pulls quickly away from you. Ivy looks at her dad with this just like open expression. Hey. He is stunned, staring at Jane and Jane is staring back. She can't be here. Well, she is and I told her I would take care of her. Ivy, no, I mean, look, she literally cannot be here. And Jane's face has gone completely pale gray and her mouth and her jaw are starting to elongate dark circles around her eyes until it's like her eyes don't exist. Hair has fallen lank and dry against her face and her teeth are yellowed and her tongue is black as her just jaw literally like just keeps opening into this horrific visage and there's like veins coming to the surface on her neck and you can see like what wasn't there before but was obviously where her throat had been ripped open the flesh hanging off flaking you can see not blood but just like the remnants of like an old shadow of blood starts spilling out from her throat but she's making no noise and her entire body like tenses up her shoulders rising 
towards her face until the, she doesn't look human anymore. And it's like she melts away into a dust and disappears from standing in front of you. Ivy like claps a hand over her mouth when this transformation starts to keep herself from screaming. Her eyes go completely wide and she watches as this girl that she just wanted to give a good night to turns into this horrifying Thing, and then disappears before her eyes. One of the sconces on the wall sparks, and then so do the rest of them in the room until it, all the lights have gone out. Ivy runs to her into her dad's arms. He grabs you, pulls you in tight, and his head is up looking around, and he goes, She's in the house now. Like haunting our house. It's not her fault, but yeah. It's my fault. You didn't know better. It's fine. We'll figure it out. And Kai goes, oh, that's interesting. What? I always had thoughts about you, Bass, just some things I've heard. But she went incorporeal when she saw you, so just gonna make a swift connection here. Oh. Ivy just separates from her dad. He lets you go. I said I'd stop lying about things, so... It was you? Technically. Technically. Do you know about the bus? There's more people on it. They all you? I would have to, with this evidence, suppose so. Oh, you should always take a curse seriously. A curse? Salem wasn't the only town of witches. They were not a fan of me. But I did not think they meant that my mistakes would literally follow me. I suppose that was a metaphor for grief and pain and blame that I laid on myself. Not that there would be a literal bus full of past misdeeds to haunt me. Ivy's been slowly retreating away from her dad. It's been hard enough working through knowing about Ryan Bishop, but Jane was just like her. Jane never got to grow up or even have the one night of freedom that Ivy wanted her to have. And there's still more. And there's always gonna be more, it seems, to find out about her dads and vampires and what Ivy herself is capable of. She just bends down and scoops into her hands whatever she can carry of Jane's ashes. And without looking at her dad, just says, Kai, will you help me find something to put these in? Kai says yes to you, looks at your dad once more, and says, For what it's worth, I don't believe it's your fault. That doesn't mean you're not going to be the one to answer for it, and it follows you. I go up to my room, and I take a jewelry box I have. It's just like a small white box and I dump the jewelry out of it onto the floor and as gently as I can like funnel what's left of Jane into the box but her ashes kind of stick to my skin and I like frantically rub at my skin trying to get it all off but my hands stay black and gray and the smell on them is something I have never smelled before and with the franticness of the movements I start to kind of hyperventilate. Kai is in front of you with a towel from your bathroom, trying to wipe it off of your hands, and it comes off a little bit onto the towel. I don't want to be this. Neither did he, but that doesn't change it that he is. How can I be expected to just deal with this every time it happens? I can expound on some true nature bullshit and all of that, but I don't really think that's going to help anybody. And I still stick by what I said. I think everybody needs all of this to be done. Maybe this should be the last reprieve we have, which I guess it wasn't really one. What do you mean? Halloween party. Once this is over, maybe that's it. Maybe we don't try to forget or ignore what's really happening and maybe we look at the impending doom in the face. Yeah, I guess you're right. Can I ask you something? Sure. 
It's not about impending doom. Well, it's still Halloween, so we haven't broken our rule yet. Uh, do you like me? She sits down on the edge of the bed. I think there are two yous, so it depends on which one you're asking about. You only like one? I'm not the biggest fan of house kid Ivy Duncan, but I like vampire Ivy. Vampire Ivy is a lot harder to be, but you do yeah ivy's like almost holding her breath why i don't know i wasn't planning to i think that makes sense because i think uh i think vampire ivy likes you too yeah that house kid's really holding her back i know how to be her it's like i know how to be with adam it's so easy and he's so it's like breathing I don't have to think about it. I don't have to worry that it's gonna disappear or change. I've just, I've always loved him and he's always loved me and it- Well, I mean, kinda sounds like you're just given into that, so couldn't you maybe just give into the other thing too? And then maybe they would become closer to being one person than two? I just don't know if I can be both at the same time. I don't think you've ever tried. And what does it mean being both? Maybe it's just one, but you're not letting yourself be whole. And I don't mean by that that you're gonna go on some sort of killing rampage through Wildmore. Could. I don't think so. You don't want to so badly that I don't think it could happen. Ivy covers her face with her hands. But I I don't know. That's the thing. I, I, I could. I could at any point. I could go downstairs right now and kill every person down there. I don't want... I don't want that. You could, but you won't. And I don't think giving in a little bit to this other thing means that you stop thinking for yourself. I think it means you just start accepting it as part of yourself. So how do I give in to it? Stop hating it? You're so against it entirely. Everything about it. You saw what my, what happened to Jane. My I've dad did that to her. Technically. Why do you both keep saying that? Well, I was making a bad joke about him saying it, but why is it only one? And why is it every decade? Why haven't 10 people died every week in Wildmore? It's really that consistent. It's one every decade. So, like a sacrifice? Maybe. Like it's feeding something else, almost. My head hurts. I know it's stupid. My dads never get headaches. They don't even remember what it feels like, but I've been getting them a lot recently because of this thing. And um, there's just a lot of noise in my head and a lot of things to think about. Are you jealous? Of what? Adam? No, that choice is yours, not mine. It would be a waste of my energy to be jealous about something you didn't even know yourself. It just really feels like I'm split in half. You're different. There's just something, something about you. I think about you a lot. Ivy, I stand outside of your window like every single night, so I don't know who wins this round. I like thinking about you watching me. I know, I know. You think it's creepy, but it makes me feel safe. It makes me feel seen. It's pretty hot. I don't know. I want you to see me. I want you to be thinking about me pushes herself off the bed and walks to the door of your bedroom and you hear the lock click when she turns back around. I think maybe party's over for you tonight. Yeah, I think so too. And I can stay where I can go. Ivy's breathing gets deep. She looks nervous, but she stands up slowly and approaches Kai and looks up at her and just says, please stay. It's like everybody is converging on one point. Bast is walking back towards the room that Adam and Sawyer originally saw him go in with William. You guys are walking towards them. You see Gabriel coming down the stairwell and around the corner, and you see your dad trying to exit. And also, in the middle of all of this, 
another door opens and you see somebody like slip out and shut it and like pause for a second and then they turn and they just stop and all of you are staring at them and Bass goes I think that door was locked before and you see Pharaoh standing having absolutely just tried to pretend they weren't in that room in their hands holding a smashed camera and while they're surrounded by seven people their eyes are trained on only one William and Sawyer you see he had turned and he had seen Pharaoh and he froze seemingly stunned he's staring back at Pharaoh as if he's seeing a ghost and Pharaoh just kind of sighs and then says hey dad We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you want to support our show, you can become a patron at patreon.com queerpg. Becoming a patron allows you access to our exclusive after show, where the cast talks about character insights and their own reactions to the episode, as well as a plethora of other perks. If you like the show, remember to rate and review. And to keep up with QueerPG, make sure you're following us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at QueerPGPod and on Tumblr at tumblr.com slash queerpg. Until next time.